Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, as Rufus said last week, stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, today I'm going to um, read out of First John chapter one to ten. <coughs> um, and before I read, I'm going to give a little just a, a background on on the on the book. And uh, um, first of all, the author of this book is the Apostle John, and they reckon it was written in between 85 and 90 AD. Um, John was an older man at this stage, probably the last surviving apostle at this time. Um, he wasn't banished to the island of Patmos yet, where he would be exiled. And the purpose of the letter is to reassure Christians in their faith and to counter false teachings. And as we know, a lot of false teachings were around and even, even today, they're, they're still around. And uh, before I get stuck into the first John, I'll just ask us to turn to Galatians chapter 1 and verse 8. Galatians chapter 1 verse 8 and it says but even if we are an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you let him be eternally condemned so you know we're warned about false teachers and false gospels and there's many many verses in the bible which tells us about it and you know the serious consequences for false preaching and giving a false gospel and um, I just want to remind everyone of the true living gospel of Jesus Christ which let's say everyone knows where that is it's in the uh, first Corinthians chapter 1 1 to 6 um. Now, it says, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I have received, I pass on to you as of force importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. So that's, that's our gospel. That's the true saving gospel that we're to preach. Um, so I'm going to read First John chapter one, verse one to ten. If you saw, I want to go there. Um, okay, that which was from the beginning, 
which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. Father God, I just pray, Lord, that your word will speak to us today, Lord. I just pray that your, your Holy Spirit, Lord, will, will open our hearts, Lord, to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So we know from the beginning was the word. And in John chapter 1, verse 1, it tells us about the word. It says, uh, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So we know the word is Jesus. And John gives us a testimony here for us to see and to hear. John and the, John and the disciples heard, they seen with their own eyes, and they looked, and even their hands have touched. Um, when I was reading more into this chapter, it was, I was led to, uh, to a verse, and it's in John chapter 20, 27. And it's, it's one of those funny moments in the Bible when, uh, when the apostles were all together in the room and you know, Jesus appeared, but Thomas wasn't there. And you know, the disciples were like, oh, we've seen him, we've seen him. You know, but Thomas wouldn't believe unless I put my hand through his, just put my finger through his hand and touch where he was pierced, I would not believe. So you can imagine Thomas's face when, when Jesus appeared. And uh, he says to him, see my hands? Oh, sorry. Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. So you can, you can imagine Thomas's face just seeing Jesus there. And uh, this was an example of they actually touched him. Um, John wants to reassure believers that the life which is Jesus appeared, they have seen it and testify to it. And, you know, testify is, is a strong, strong word. 
And I'll give two examples, um, a spiritual example and a, a worldly example. So, uh, for example, when Satan accuses us of sin, we have Jesus who speaks up for us against false claims. And then we have the worldly example, which, you know, in court, when being a witness, you're asked to testify, to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So we know and we can be assured and believe that what John is writing is true. He's testifying to, to us and he wants to remind us all of what they seen, heard, touched. Um, they want to proclaim to believers the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to them. John wrote this to bring believers back on track because there were many false teachers making false claims. You know, it, false teachers can so easily get into the body and they, they are like, they're very, very dangerous. In verse three, John also wants to remind us that they have seen and heard and to have fellowship with them. And when we as believers have fellowship with one another, we have fellowship with the Father and with Jesus Christ. And when we know we have fellowship, this is our joy. Our joy is complete, the joy of the Lord. Um, in verse five, <clears throat> John wants to pass on a message they have heard from Christ that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Now God is light means, the best way I can, I can put it, is God is perfectly holy and true, and that he alone can guide us out of the darkness of sin. We, you know, we can't do it on our own. You know, we need God. God can get us out of the darkness of sin. And, uh, you know, God is so holy, he can't be around sin. So walking in, walking in darkness is continu continually walking in sin. And this is why in verse six, John is confronting claims of false teachers. And you know, one of those false teachings out there is that we can have fellowship with God and still walk in darkness. And you know, that's a very, very, very dangerous teaching. Um, you know, so thank God for Jesus and what he did for us. Yes, we are, yes, we as believers can fall into sin. We live in sinful bodies. Um, so we need to be cleansed to be in fellowship with God the Father. And uh, there's two examples here I'll give. Um, in the Old Testament, you have the Israelites and they had to offer a sin sacrifice to be clean, to be clean again. And they had to do that all the time. It's the same for us, but the difference is we have Christ, the sacrifice. Every time we ask for forgiveness, his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Now that doesn't give us a free ticket to sin. It doesn't, it doesn't give us a free ticket. We must turn away from sin 
with the help of God and sometimes we do fall. We do. We, all of us fall along our walk. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 1-2, to <clears throat> he says, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defence. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And just another example um, of that we do fall is uh, in James chapter 3. And give me a second. In James chapter 3, verse 2, it says, We all stumble in many ways. So, we, you know, we, we do. Every single one of us stumble. We stumble in many ways. If anyone here is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. No one's perfect. Nobody is perfect. And, uh, just to repeat that, you know, we all stumble in many ways. Then in, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, as we am. And it's a well known Bible verse. Um, chapter 3. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everyone has fallen, fallen short. It's sad that people out there think they have, they have not sinned or they're a good person. And the truth is, everyone has sinned and we all deserve to be thrown into the pit. But we do have one who saved us from this. In verse 9, in 1 John, it reminds us, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You know, that's our God. That's our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who has mercy and compassion for us, and that he loves each and every one of us so much, that our minds can't understand it. So much he died for us, so we can have a life in him for all eternity. That those who claim to have no sin make God out to be a liar. And yes, God's word has no place in their heart. And I know it's a short message. And I'm just going to finish it with these last words because we have the, the uh, communion after. Um, so I would say to everyone here, 
you know, when you fall, don't be disheartened. We all fall, each and every one of us. We help each other, we stand up, we pray for one another, and we continue to fight the good fight. And just to remind everyone in 1 John verse 9, that he is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins, and purify us from all unrighteousness. Amen.